Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as always, like I say in every show, we've got a great one for you today because we really do. We've got CJ Solar on, and he's doing some great things. He's definitely rising out there. You know, he's definitely moving up. So, CJ, are you here? I'm here. What's going on, man? Thanks for the invite. And pretty good. And, and you know, what's all go- been going on with you with all this virus stuff? <laughs> Man, just trying to stay busy. You know, we're not playing shows or much. We're just uh, kind of, uh, I'm writing from home and, um, you know, trying to find, you have have a couple other hobbies to keep myself entertained. But otherwise, I'm just um, just hanging out, man. But it's been, you know, it, 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 as much of a bummer as it has been to not really be working very much with the shows and everything, mm-hmm. um, it, it has been nice to just kind of be able to, uh have a little time off, relax a little bit, um, but we're definitely uh, itching and, and, and raring to go now, so we're hoping uh, that we'll be back playing some shows here again before too long. Yeah. What's funny is because of what we do, we're busier than we've ever been. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> we're trying to do what we can, and, you know, it's funny, before the show started in January, we didn't. We, I mean, we just ran the new country buzz and all that, so it's really easy. And 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 then so this whole. I mean, we made a whole resolution thing that, that you know what? This is our year. Twenty twenty is our year. We just had no idea we were going to be stranded a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, it, it seems like a good a year as any to make it your year. So I can get down with that <laughs> <Yep>. for sure. <laughs> so if we get yeah. started, tell everybody. Who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview about you. I, uh, well, like we said, I'm CJ Solar. I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, I uh, started playing guitar when I was like freaking seven, eight years old, and uh, just been uh, started taking lessons a little bit after that, and. You know, really got into country music when I was in about middle school. Started looking into the songwriters and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Decided I wanted to move to Nashville when I got out of high school, and uh, mm-hmm. and and then pursue country music. So I've been here since uh, 2010, and uh, I went to Belmont University when I first moved here. Oh well. And um, so I graduated from Belmont 2014. And uh, immediately signed a publishing deal with a company that that <laughs> Brad Paisley owns called CEL Music, and uh, um, yeah, I uh, uh, been writing songs for myself and other people for the last little bit, and it's uh, <laughs> it's been a blast. I love that. So um, I like to start kind of light before we really dig deep. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Because as you know, you know, when it comes to music, it, it's a passion, but you don't want to get burned out either. <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, it's definitely a fine line between, um, you know, having fun, staying busy, and, uh, and and not burning yourself out. But, um, but you know, it's uh, – I mean, really, you're, you, you know, making a, 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 a living off of – your hobby, it, it doesn't get much mm-hmm. better than that, you know. So uh, that's true. So I'm thankful for that, but um, but yeah, um, it's it's been it's been awesome to get to uh to be up in Nashville and and 
you know, write and play songs for a mm-hmm. living and all that good stuff. Sorry, I kind of got lost. So how is <laughs> so how's <laughs> so how's Nashville treated you since you moved there? Man, it has been nothing but great. Um, you know, you gotta prove to yourself. Uh, you mm-hmm. gotta prove to other, you know, the, the town that that you got what it takes. But um, you know, just like with anything, you gotta work hard and and stick with it. And I've been really lucky to have some some great champions who've supported me over the years. And uh, um, and uh, and help me out. And uh, and you know, it's been really uh, really awesome to. Uh, to be able to uh, to hang out with those people. That's really because uh, we're actually planning on moving to um, Nashville next year. Heck yeah, man! Now where is it that y'all are at again? We're based out of well, a little town called Pooler, Georgia, but it's an outskirt of Savannah, Georgia. Oh, very cool, man! Yeah, I love Savannah. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. Um, <coughs> definitely one of my favorite like spots. It. We we used to play at Saddlebags quite a oh, lot. Wow. Um, before before all the shutdown and everything but um but yeah um i hope we can get back there when all this stuff is That's uh pretty cool is, is over yeah because we hear on the radio all the time about introducing people who's going to be at saddleback oh yeah of course before yeah. the cut you know before all the yeah, before, shutdown, of course. <laughs> before all the shutdown stuff. Yeah, like I tell people, you know, some people want to move to Savannah, and I tell them, because I always ask, well, what's it like? I'm like, well, if you're planning on moving here, then you either need to have money or you're retiring. Because there is no corporate <laughs> structure really here. I mean, they, they oh, call yeah. Savannah Slovanna for a reason. Oh, really? And, and <laughs> I mean, if you, if, if you like laid backness, Savannah's great. I mean, we love Savannah. But again, we we got an eight year old and a one year old. We need to be around a city city. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I feel that. <laughs> well, heck yeah. Well. So what? Yeah, Nashville is definitely a city you? city. <laughs> yep. Oh, definitely. And it's getting. And I don't know if this virus is going to make it change a little bit, but boy, a hundred people a day are moving there. Yeah, man. I mean, the growth has been exponential especially since i've been here in the last 10 years which has been really fun to uh to watch but kind of crazy Mm because i mean i felt like it wasn't a huge city when i first moved here and uh and now it's just like just constantly exploding which is fun to see but um you know definitely don't love the extra traffic but you know (laughs) you gotta do what you gotta do but uh so yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's definitely um, been been fun to see and all the building. And I, I've had friends move here. I actually had a um, one of my best friends from high school just moved here to do some <laughs> construction on a, on a on a on a job site here, which has been <laughs> pretty cool. Having him just move up this week, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's been pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, because Nashville is like this great community. Um, like what's crazy is our dream place to live, and people think we're crazy for this. Is actually Jacksonville, Florida. We go to Jacksonville what? all the time because we're only two, we're only two hours. We 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 always consider Jacksonville like the best kept secret of Florida. People don't realize there's so much in Jacksonville. Um, Interesting. And, you know, so that there's really and much so, to do with Jacksonville. <laughs> it's, 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 it's population is 1.5 million people. Really? I didn't realize there were that yep. many people there either. So that's a oh, pretty yeah, that's, large city. Def, 
and the great thing about Jacksonville is if you if you're like into city stuff like Atlanta, Jacksonville's got that. If you're in the beach like Miami, which between Jack's Peak and Atlanta Peak, they got like 22 different beaches there, so they got the beach lifestyle. If you're into lake river living, they got that. If you're into rural, they got that. They really got the best of all worlds. Um, but the one thing they don't have is music. I, I remember I tried to create friendships down there because I'm one that would like to have friendships before you make the big move, you know. Totally. <laughs> Guess, yeah. yeah, that is and, always um, nice. But I, I could never really create friendships that are, like, meaningful. I mean, I've got friends down there, but not, like, meaningful, meaningful. And, and I was telling Sandy one day, I was like, I was like I think God has a little different plan for us. Than I think we want to move down there, but I think he wants us to move somewhere else because I started realizing We've got all these connections and really and really good friends in Nashville. And then what well, we're doing yeah, has to do with music. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? Maybe that's where we're supposed to be. And what really pulled the trigger on me was a friend of mine. We were talking to on the phone one, uh, I guess about six, seven months ago. And he says, he says, buddy, I know you love Jacksonville. He says, but you're supposed to be in Nashville. He says, I've watched your Facebook page for a long time. He says, when you talk about Jacksonville, nobody comments. Talk about Nashville. All your Nashville friends keep telling you, come on up here. He says, I don't never see well, that. Well, that's for definitely a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> he, says, he, says, he says, if you pick Jacksonville, I'll still love you, and I'll still be your friend, but, and I'll support whatever decision you make, but Nashville is your home. <laughs> that's wild. Well, that's super nice of them to be honest like that. Yep. So what would you say is something unusual about you that people don't know? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know if I'm really that unusual. Um, let's see. I mean. I think we all have our own uniqueness, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, when I was in high school, I could put my foot behind my head. But other than that, I'm not really sure um, <laughs> anything too unusual. Mostly just I, I used to could play music, that, but, cut know, a little Mario Kart here and there. And I used to put my foot behind my head, but being 48 years old, no, I don't think I could do it now. <laughs> yeah, it gets harder with age. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, who were some of your musical influences as you were growing up? And who are they now, and how much has it changed? Oh, man, I mean, I still love a lot of the same stuff when I was growing up. I, um, one of my first favorite bands was Credence Clearwater Revival, and, um, you know, uh, the Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner, all that kind of stuff, and I still love all oh, wow. that kind of music. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there, there's other people, um, and, I, and I got into, uh, like, Dirk Bentley and Brad Paisley and mm-hmm. – um, you know, Gary Allen, a lot of those kinds of people when I started getting into country music. And, uh, you know, just a lot of people that are still carrying those torches. Um, you know, there's some, some new cool bands in that in the Southern rock realm, like Blackberry Smoke. And um, there's a lot mm-hmm. of great country music out there. I mean, Chris Stapleton, um, he kind of bridges a little bit of both of those things. But, I mean, there's a lot of um, – and, and I'm fortunate to be friends with some of them, but there's a lot of great country artists. Um mm-hmm making great music now that I, that I love to listen to. That is awesome. So what drives you right now? You got to have something that Man, drives you because it's tough. It is tough, but I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I don't think I can do anything else. And I've loved music my whole <laughs> life. 
And I, mm-hmm. you know, I love getting to do it, you know, pretty much every day and, um, playing the shows, um, is definitely a big part of that. We, we love getting out there and, and, and playing the shows, which is a bummer. We're not able to do that right now, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to be able to, uh, you know, focus on the writing a little bit and try to do that. We must have been doing those over Zoom, but still um, focusing as much as Not possible <laughs> on, on, on that. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, I just, uh, I don't know, you know, when, when, when I'm, I'm fortunately I'm, I feel like I'm inspired enough to not have to force myself to be inspired. And I just uh, <laughs> work on stuff when I want to work on it and, and mm-hmm. all that. And Yeah. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean about can't imagine anything else. You know, before we launched the show and all that, you know, it's like a full circle here. I remember when Sandy and I first married 17 years ago, um, I was one of these people that I thought I was going to be a speaker and all that. That was one of my dreams. Um, and I listened to audios 24-7. She was the big – she wanted some way to get into music. I mean, and she um, and she listened to music 24-7. Well, if we marry, there's a little issue there. I mean, when we're driving, what do you do? So we had to compromise, and I always joke that she kind of brainwashed me here. But we compromised and, and did it like a 50-50 split. We listened to audios 50% and music 50% of the time. And it really started showing me as I see music through her and stuff, that the power of music and all that. And here we are 17 years later. Doing a show together, and I, I think she's with our well, one-year-old right now, so she'll be in and out of the show. But we're doing a show. My passion is speaking. Her passion is music, and we're, we were able to find a way to combine the two into one thing. That's awesome, man. Just never thought I'd be speaking yeah. this way. But, <laughs> but I was open well, I mean, to What kind you know, of speaking were you want to do? Motivational speaking. I want to be on okay. stage, thousands of people, uh, and all that. And But you know what? As I got to think, as we as we started growing here, I now, to be honest, cannot imagine not doing our show. Like what you said with the music, this I don't know, just something about the show as we're doing and getting to know people like you and all these different artists. I'm like, I just can't imagine not doing this now. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I mean, music music is about as good as it gets. I guess you can be motivational while also talking about music. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So when you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, man, one of the best moments was um, a couple, about a year and a half, two years ago, we got to do some opening mm-hmm. dates for, for Leonard Skinner on their last of the Street oh, wow. Survivors tour, um, which was really awesome. And uh, we're actually getting to um, play a festival with them down in Panama City, hopefully as long as it doesn't get canceled in September. Um, so mm-hmm. super looking to that um, I think it'll be our fourth show getting to play with them so and it's going to be really freaking sweet well <clears throat> that's really cool um, are there any other moments that kind of really stand out that same week um, that we were out with Skinner uh, I mm-hmm. got to I, got, I had my first number one song as a writer with uh, Morgan Wallace oh, well. up down and uh, so I mean that was kind of just an unbelievable week um, but yeah, I mean, those two things are definitely two of the biggest highlights between the writing and, and the playing of the shows. Um, and you know, we've got it open for, um, Hank Jr. Mm-hmm. And just a bunch of other 38 special, a bunch of other people that I, you know, grew up loving listening to and, and a bunch of current people, but man, it's just yeah. really, you know, really cool to, on, on the show side. And, 
and I, I've had, um, you know, artists like Justin Moore and Jared Neiman mm-hmm. and, and Jason Aldean record songs of mine, um, which wow. is, you know, really awesome for the, on the, on the songwriting front. And, and those are all guys I looked up to, uh, when I was moving to Nashville. So yeah, really crazy. Now, when you first found out that you now got a number one, what went through your head? Man, I mean, it was one of those things where they just, <laughs> they just kind of, you know, you kind of can anticipate it once it gets close mm-hmm. to the end there, because um, yeah. they're, you know, they're we were we were kind of battling Blake Shelton for the number one mm-hmm. slot that week, and fortunately we got lucky and, um, and when that one went number one, I was just like, <laughs> I was kind of relieved, you know, to know that we we uh-huh. we'd done it and excited that you know I had my because they can't one take that song. away now. No, they definitely can't. So that's really awesome. And uh yeah, man, it's just been it's been a blessing and um you know, it's always been a dream of mine to be a hit songwriter. So really crazy to I guess technically be a hit songwriter. Since we're talking about that number 1, how did that song what's the story behind that song? Um man, I mean, there's not a whole I mean, I I uh, went over to um, my buddy Michael Hardy's place. Just a random regular riding day, and we were meeting up with uh, Brad. Brad Clawson was coming over, and the three of us were just kind of hanging out in his little living room, and and the song kind of just fell out. We 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 actually ended up only writing half of it that day, and then we uh, about a year about a year later got together and finished it, and. Uh, um, the guy that manages Morgan Wallen saw Brad and Michael play it at a songwriters festival and said, guys, I love this song. Can you send it to me? And um, about a year later, it was going number one. So yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> that is a real, I love the stories behind the different songs. You just, you know, as a, as a songwriter, you just never know what's where it's going. Mm-hmm. So super crazy. <clears throat> now, one thing I like to do with our shows, um, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory, but they don't see the grind. That They see the fame that, that people have, but they just don't see the struggles, the sacrifices that y'all have to make, and there's a lot of them. And so I like to bring that side out, and I'll tell a little story to help guide us into where I want this to go. Um, we interviewed um, Allison Steele from Two Still Girls back in 2014. And at that time, her and her daughter were full-time with music. And one of the questions I asked her was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from a full-time artist. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, once you go career and make it, whether it's full-time or you're trying to make it full-time, she goes, you have to think different. You have to eat different. You have to be different. She goes, she goes it's, it's, yes, it's your passion, but it's now your job. She goes, you have to see this whole thing different than you have, have as a hobby. She goes, there, there might be days that you could have the worst day in, of your life, but if you got a gig that night, whether you're happy or not, don't matter. you got to get on that stage and do it. She goes, the family has to sacrifice. Everybody around you has to sac- sacrifice. People are not going to get to see you on special occasions many times. So there's a lot of sacrifice in that. She goes, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. 
What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. And I 100% agree with all of that. I mean, I was going to kind of touch on some of those same things. I mean, I've heard I've heard that that saying before with the, you know, if you literally if you think you can literally do anything else, go do that because, um, you know, if you got if you have a plan B at all, um, your your plan A ain't gonna work out if it's music because um, I mean it's got to be everything you ever you you have to have no other options. You know, you have to make it mm-hmm. your only option and and give mm-hmm. yourself all the time and and energy emotional energy all kind of, everything you can into um making music work as a dream cuz uh it's it's a, it's definitely a very hard road and you know it's mm-hmm. a purely subjective kind of you know art is you know subjective so you just got to get out there and work as hard as you freaking can and get as many people to you know pay attention to what you're doing and and hope that mm-hmm. you can end up making a career out of it cuz uh you know, it's it's about one of the hardest things you can ever do. I mean, they for, as far as Nashville song, I think people that write songs in general, mm-hmm. like professional songwriters, there are less professional songwriters in the in the United States than I believe people playing in the NBA. I mean, it's your your, your chances of having a hit song, at, at least if you count the people that had a hit in one year. Yeah, there's less people that have a yeah. hit in one year as writers. Than there are people playing in the NBA. I mean, it's a um, it's an incredibly it's small amount of, you know, and you can make a living without having big hit songs. But yeah. you know, um, you know, the amount of people who are really, really making it and 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 able to completely provide for themselves from music alone is is a, is a small batch, and those people are are very lucky, and they are, and they all mm-hmm. ha- also have to work incredibly hard to be able to do that. So. Um, and yeah, I get, man, and I love what crazy. you said about the plan B. I, you know, something I've been remember hearing before is if you have a plan B, when the struggle comes, that becomes your plan A. Whether you like it or not, it just will. Because, like you said, if you've got that other option, you'll slide to that option when it, when the tough when the times get tough, and that's just human nature. And I, like I remember when you watch a lot of the big artists now. Um, Get interviewed, and you know, and and it still surprises me that the host of the interview still still are surprised at this answer. But many times, though, almost they always ask the same same question: What would you be doing today if music never? And almost every big artist that I've ever heard answer that has always said, "I'd be a broke musician because I had no plan B." Yeah, I mean. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I would still be playing music. I might have to, you know, have an, another job to be able to uh, mm-hmm. to uh, eat. But yeah, I mean, I would st- I would still be playing music uh, no ma- no matter what. Um, but yeah, that is that that is very true. I bet a lot of the the biggest people. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you eat, breathe, live, and sleep music, um, you're you're always going to do it in, in some way, shape, or form. And see, we're chasing the same dream y'all are with this show. I mean, even it, may, it might be a different platform, you know, but we want to be like the Bobby Bones, the Ty Bentley type of show eventually. And um, it takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. I mean, we're mm-hmm. in, we're independent just like y'all are, you know. You know, so, you know, so there is like no salary. We don't have no sponsors at this point or, or any of that. So we, you know. So we're chasing this crazy dream that some people say. So we get, and we don't have a plan B right now. Don't have no intensive plan. Because like like you said, I can't imagine not doing the show. 
we'll find a way to create an income around the show until sponsors come anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's how you got to do it, man. <clears throat> so we totally get it. And, I ha- and, 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 you know, a lot, lot of people who do interviews, I think they, they live a different lifestyle. Cause, cause, now, granted, it's a little different now because radio is really dropping DJs and all that. But for years, most people who do interviews, they have a, they have a solid income because they, have, they work for the radio station or work for these other big companies. You know, I think that we are going this I love that we're going this route because it helps us relate to the artists that we're talking to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's that you definitely got to start from the bottom and, and 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 work your way up with just about anything. So, not that you you're starting at the bottom, but you know, it's a it's definitely there's 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 really close to no easy routes. <laughs> yeah, and like and I and I've told many people that of friends of mine, I'm like, if I even thought that I'd like to do something else, I would not be going this route because it's just like an artist. This is one of the toughest. I, you know, I've done Sandy and I've done many different things in in the 17 years of marriage. I mean, we've, you know, because we're a 24 seven couple, so we've tried this business, tried that. We've always wanted to stay that couple that builds a legacy together. We've tried so many different things, and here it is with the music thing. I've told people this is like one of the hardest things we have ever done. It's it's way more than I bargained for, but. It's also been way more rewarding than I ever imagined. I That's can imagine, I yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine doing anything else. It's, you know, like like I tell people, you know, if I even had a clue that I would like to do something else, I'd go that route. I, I would because anybody's crazy <laughs> to to to, go, to sacrifice as much as you have to sacrifice in you. And then again, whether it's uh, being a host, whether it's being an artist, whether it's being a producer. You know, you really have to be all in if you're ever going to have a chance to make it out there in music, no matter what area of music. For sure, 100%. So we're going to take a quick break, a little commercial break, and then we're going to play your song, Coming My Way, and then we're going to talk about that. How's that sound? Sounds great, man. Just hang on there. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
love that song. Thanks, man. Heck yeah. So, so where did the, what's the story behind that one? Man, that one was another one I wrote with uh, Hardy and my buddy Jake Mitchell, and uh, we wrote my my song "American Girls" together. We've written a, a ton of songs together, and man, um, I can't remember exactly where we wrote that song. I I think we might have at least started it or written part of it down at um, Buddy Hardy's um, mm. little little um, camp property down in, in Mississippi that his family has. And uh, man, I, I don't—I barely remember anything about writing that song because it's been a couple of years now. But uh, but it's always been one of the—it's always been one of the favorites um, mm-hmm. ever since we wrote it. And I was super stoked to put it on this project. And um, you know, it's kind of got the little bit of that southern rock flair, which is mm-hmm. kind of you know yeah. one of my favorite things—the old southern rock stuff. So cool to be able to. Yeah put that stuff in there but kind of keep, try to keep it modern country and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so one thing i like to do because you know when fans see you they see you but you know you can't do what you do without the team but fans don't get to hear anything about the team they just hear the artists all the time and even on other interview shows you really don't have time to talk about the team at all you know that's why we <laughs> like to give 60 minutes to people so that they can have time to really talk about everything. That's the goal of the show is to bring out the stories and all that. So what I, you know, so, you know, as you know, you've got to PR people, managers, producers, all that. So take a couple minutes and just tell us a little bit about the team behind you that helps you be who you are. Well, uh, my manager is a guy named Craig Campbell who has been awesome. He actually, he mainly does PR, um, mm-hmm. and he's done PR for a bunch of awesome artists, and he uh, worked at Sony for a while doing PR, and um, we started talking whenever we, uh, a little while after we started working together, and um, I was looking for a manager, and he was like, man, I'd love to mm-hmm. help you out, and we, we had really hit it mm-hmm. off so well just working together on PR um, that we were like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, Craig, um does the PR and, and management. And then, uh, my publishing company is, is Seagale. And, um, they've been awesome to work with for the last six years now and have really helped me develop as a songwriter and helped me get into the room with a lot of big songwriters that, um, I'd always wanted to write with. So, I mean, that's been, been awesome. And, um, there's a handful of people working over there. Um, Mark Driscoll, who's the VP has been there the whole time that I've been there. Um, the two owners are, like I said, Brad Paisley, but Chris Dubois is the other owner, and he's super hands-on and been really great to work with. And um, a couple of people in the office, uh, Brandon and uh, Emily, JD and Kim, all help with creative stuff. So cool to get to work with them. And then um, I just signed a new booking agent deal with uh, the Kincaid agency, uh, Bob Kincaid. Um, who owns and runs that, and uh, he's been a freaking booked all kinds of crazy huge people and worked at a ton of the huge agencies over the years and started his own agency. Um, so I'm super excited mm-hmm. that they uh, they just brought me on right at the beginning of of all this stuff. So um, they they had a couple <laughs> of shows crazy? booked, but yeah, yeah. So not great timing um, on that, but um, but they've been awesome to work with and 
<laughs> super freaking cool. So, I mean, that's that's about the gist of the team right there. Um, but, that's you know, really cool. we're uh, hopefully, you know, keep building on that team. But that's that's mm-hmm. that's who we got. What's your family think about what's going on with you? Um, my parents are super supportive, and they uh, they you know they love the whole music thing, and they they love mm-hmm. oh, wow. getting to see me do what makes me happy, which is great. And um, you know, I got some my my older sister and my two little brothers. I think they think it's cool. They're they're back in Baton Rouge, <laughs> um, just doing their thing. And um, my sister's a teacher. My little brothers are uh, finishing up, um, getting their whatever degrees um one of them is going to pt school the other's uh getting a master's in animal science so they're finishing up school and um but yeah i mean um yeah we played a lot of music together growing up you know uh, because we've learned that you know either either parents are not on board at all or parents are fully on board there's really no middle ground we've learned as we talk to different artists so since your your parents seem to be really on board with this Tell us a story, a parent story, where they went above and beyond on something, and you realize, wow, they believe in your dream. Oh man, I mean, they, you know, started getting me <laughs> lessons when I was a little kid, and um, mm-hmm. got me my first instruments and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, they they definitely didn't have to do that, but they, uh, you know, they they could tell that I was interested in in music, and I guess was seemingly decent as a kid starting out and. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that was that was really huge of them to go above and beyond, and you know they took me on a trip to Nashville, and you know oh, wow. had me look at Belmont, and uh, we went to the Grand Ole Opry, which was really one of the the moments <laughs> I realized that I wanted to do country music. So yeah, I mean can't can't thank them enough for um, encouraging and and I guess steering a little bit with uh, mm-hmm. some of the country music um, taste and all that. That's really awesome, and I can tell you that you're definitely in the family, and we are too. You know, we consider our show like a family affair, and and we have an eight year old that we always allow on the show to ask one question to each artist. So he's, That's he's awesome. Go to his mommy, and you know, now when Caitlin, she's only 15 months old, when she gets old enough where she can ask a question, guess what? We'll have her on too, because <laughs> we are a family. That's show. awesome. <laughs> That's super cool. <laughs> you know, we. You know, and you know what? He loves it. You know, he comes and goes quick, but he loves it. All right, here he is. Here's Christopher. Hi, what's your favorite food? My favorite food. Oh, man, I might have to go with uh, uh, burritos, uh, potentially Chipotle. I sure do love me some some good Mexican food, but but I do eat at Chipotle quite a lot. Yeah. And what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Pizza. That's a good. That's a good. I would say that's probably in my top five as well. <laughs> yeah, he can okay, eat. Okay, bye. He, I told you he goes great. <laughs> but you, you know, something I've learned through the years is you want to inspire passion and purpose into your kids. Then you need to allow them to um, watch you live yours out because they have a front row seat to what you do. And I know that sometimes parents try to hide what they do from their kids. I want them to be involved in what we do. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome, um, you know, having them be a part of, of your life. I mean, that's definitely some of the, the best things you can do as a as a parent is, you know, have your kids 
do all kinds of stuff with you. That's awesome. And that's and that's another also another perk of moving to Nashville next year, is we've had friends of ours that says, you know what, if y'all would have been here, I could have put your son in our video. You know, so there's so much more opportunity in Nashville that that could even help our kids out too, which is pretty cool. For sure, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of opportunity, uh, lots of stuff going on. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'd probably like to write a song with Ronnie Van Zandt, definitely, uh, if not my biggest, one of my biggest musical heroes and um, oh, well. such a great songwriter. And uh, I don't know what we'd write about. I mean, I'd like to <laughs> just be a fly on the uh, you know, a fly on the wall on some of his his co-writes from back in the day, and see see how uh, how his his mind worked, and um, you know, the kind of so, how he what his process was like. Yeah. So, is there a song out there that's right now out? That's current. That's within the last two years that you that you've said to yourself, "Wow, I wish I wrote that." Hmm. I'm sure there is. I'm definitely going to have a hard time <laughs> thinking of um, <laughs> thinking of it. Um, hmm. I'd have to scroll through my through my Spotify playlist and see. Nothing's popping out at the front of my brain. I do. I, I, I'm biased because I wrote up down, but um, that whole yeah. first album from Morgan Wallen. Well, his whole first album has a, so many great songs that that I uh-huh. I, I love and. I wish I could have been a part of because um, it's a it's a, it's an awesome sounding record, but the songs are really great. Um, that would the, a bunch of that stuff, uh, chasing you, uh, whiskey glasses, mm-hmm. ton of great songs. Down song when Florida Georgia Line came on board too. I mean that just kind of to me was a testament <laughs> to how cool the song was. Um, that those guys would be really interested in and in being a part of it, and I knew that it would would help the song be more popular because. You know, Morgan was really just getting started, and they were freaking huge artists. That so took him yeah, off. I mean, yeah, I mean, it 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 set him on a very high upward trajectory. So yeah, that was really cool of them think, to be a part of so it. Just think, your your song broke Morgan, basically. How's that feel? It's cool, man. I mean, those are definitely some <laughs> of the kind of things you want to do as a songwriter. Is, you know, help help artists have big careers with your songs and. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate that he got to do that with uh, one of my songs. So what is your songwriting process like? I mean, do you come up with the lyrics first, the melody? I mean, what goes through your head when you sit down and say, I'm going to write? Man, I usually sit down and hopefully try to come up with uh, an idea. Um, mm-hmm. about. I usually want to know what I'm kind of writing about and then see if that inspires a groove and maybe a little melody and then, and then kind of take the lyrics from there. Um, so that's, that's kind of usually how I like to do it, but I mean, I'll change that up. I mean, there's no set rules or anything. I just kind of yeah. do it. However, um, however it comes to me, but I mean, usually like to start with an idea, but sometimes got a, a cool musical thing and, and try to figure out an idea from that or just, you never know. Yeah. So, um, I'm about to ask a question, and I'll explain why I'm wording it just because I'm a purpose way I word it, um, why, right after I ask it. So if you had a magic wand and what you're about to say, you could wave and 100% come true, 
where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in this way, because I like artists to open up a little bit, because this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Her answer oh, five wow. years ago, yeah, her answer back then was almost to the T how she's living right now. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't fit a too-perfect thing that of she knew where she was going. She had that vision. And I always tell that story because I want artists to really think about that because, again, sometimes artists, they're like, I just want to play. And I want them to open up a little bit more. Okay, what's, where's the deeper part? And Kelsey did, and, she's, and look where she's at. So if all bets were off and it would come true, where do you want to be in five years? Man, I want to be uh, you know, playing arenas and having tons of hit songs on the radio, whether as a, an artist or a writer, and uh, ideally both. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I want people to be, you know, knowing my songs and singing them and um, be able to, uh, you know, put on the best shows I can. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely that's definitely the goal. And um, yep. probably would have said that 20 years ago. Where you want to see yourself in five years. So, I mean, hopefully it'll be in five years. We'll see. Yeah. Um, well, you're already building a base now. So, you know, again, I, I know you've been at this for years, but your base is there. It's, it's, it's. I, I believe that it's ready. I hope so, man. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you had a friend. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. <clears throat> but let's say you had a friend. You've heard him sing, him or her, and you could tell they got something special. There's definitely something there. And let's say that they're really just getting their feet wet. They've played maybe 20 shows. So, so they haven't really done a lot of shows yet, but they've gotten on that stage and they feel like, and they've looked at the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them. And they're like, wow, this is it. I am. They got that stage bug. I'm supposed to do this. They really feel in their hearts. So they come to you and they say, CJ, um, I feel like I am supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? I mean, just, you know, obviously if they're not living in Nashville, move to Nashville and network <laughs> as much as they can, meet as many, um, you know, other writers and, and people in the music business and try to get people to uh, help them because, like, you know, it takes a big team so you, and it takes a while to put together that team, so. Um, mm-hmm. But just keep continuing to uh, grow your craft, and 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 you know you can't always rely on talent alone. Got to practice and 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 be- keep becoming a better singer, a better player, a better writer, and and mm-hmm. uh, slowly start putting together your team. And uh, just you know know that you're gonna have to hang in there through a lot of stuff. And um, but that if you like we talked about if you, if you want it and you can't do mm-hmm. anything else um you'll make it happen go for it <laughs> and i remember before we started the show i was talk i was chatting with one of my natural friends i asked him what advice would you give us if we launch our show and i think this is great advice really for no matter who you are but to me it's probably a really good advice whether you're going to be a host an artist anything in creative but he said he said whatever you do be and stay authentic because he knows we look up like bobby bones and ty bentley he he said you know he went on to say you could tell the best bobby bone jokes and you can tell the best ty bentley jokes and maybe you can even pull it off but the day's going to come 
comes out, that could be a day from now, could be a year from now, could be five years from now. But when that day comes, you're, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to the authentic Chris. They were always attracted to fake Chris. So you, if you stay authentic from the beginning, you may grow slower, but you'll, grow, you'll gain the right audience. Totally, and that's, that's 100% how I feel with, with the music um, for myself because, you know, I've always said mm-hmm. I could try to, you know, play what's popular at the time or whatever everyone else is liking but i you know i kind of just got to mm. do my own thing and, and hope people like it and yeah. it's definitely a, a slow road but you know the people that do like me really like, like eric me, church yeah. I, yeah for sure i mean eric church is a great example of doing it his way and making the music he wants to make and being incredibly authentic and now having one of the biggest fans in the genre, basis in the genre <laughs> yep exactly so as we end this here what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's a hard one because, I mean, you ask a lot of great questions. You probably get asked and, a thousand <laughs> And, we, and, and we've know, actually built our show around that one question. Because sometimes hmm. people say, say something that they would like to host to ask them oh I like that <laughs> yeah that's super cool I mean that's a great question I don't know man um, you know I, I mean you, you touched on a lot of stuff I mean team um, what you know what we do I mean in the hobbies uh, you know maybe maybe just you know something a, a hobby that 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 we like outside of outside of music since music you know starts as a hobby but mm-hmm. ends up turning into a job a lot of people end up <laughs> You know, Billy Carrington likes to surf, you know, um, you know, yeah. these guys. And that's you know, one of the reasons why we like at the beginning. And see, that's one reason why at the very beginning we always ask people, what are hobbies you like to do outside of music? Because, again, yeah, exactly. we, you know, we, I think that that's always interesting to really see what, what they do outside of music. Because, as you know, you can get burned out. And, mm-hmm. and if all you do is music, music, music 24-7, you may last five years, six years. But the day's going to come when it becomes a rut. Yep, for sure. Yeah, you got to have <laughs> those things to, yep. to keep you interested, for sure. Most definitely. So as we finish up here, tell everybody how they can reach you. You can find me, uh, cjsolar.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, under CJ Solar, and uh, I'm <laughs> posting on them all the time, and I uh, would love for you to come find me. And we really enjoyed having you on the show today and look forward to having you back down the road. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. All right. We look forward. And we'll look forward to seeing where you go in the next few years. That's for sure. Thanks, man. I'll be looking forward to seeing where y'all go too. All right. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thanks, dude. Bye. Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed the show again. That was our second show today. Um, we really love doing what we do. We really love bringing these artists and their stories and their background to you. And tomorrow we got a little different. Um, we don't have an artist interview, but we have a parent interview. Ava Page's dad is coming on to do our Behind the Artists podcast that we just started. We're really excited about that, so we hope to see you there. See you then. Talk to you later. <laughs>